It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get into uh, the cricket because it is the flavour of uh, the month. It's the flavour of the day. It's such an important day for both sides. More so, I think, for New Zealand than England. England have won so many lately. It's been a while for New Zealand, though, and uh, they desperately do not want to lose this series at home. But... The smart money at the moment says they are going to. And let's uh, chat now with uh, Ross Taylor, who's played uh, a big part in a number of New Zealand Test victories uh, away from home and at home. Uh, good morning to you, Ross, um, and thanks for joining us. Morning, Scotty. Ross, uh, yesterday, Kane went past uh, your total record. Uh, you stood at uh, 7683. This is total Test runs. Um, so uh, I noticed you sent him a nice message as well, so pretty much straight afterwards. Um, what was your feeling when you went past Stephen Fleming? What did it mean to you? Yeah, well, I mean it was um, it was a it was an honour. Obviously, I played with Flem and, and watched him growing up, um, but it was actually a, um, a goal that Martin Crow set for me. Uh, I never really had any idea of, of um, even getting anywhere near that. But um, you know, to finally, I guess, pick off one of those goals, um, and even the day I got it. Um, was was nice, but you know, I always knew that uh, Kane wasn't too far away, and you know he's been a fantastic cricketer for New Zealand for a number of years, and I think it was just great that you know it was very fitting that he he got a hundred, um, you know a fighting hundred at that, and, and being in the position that New Zealand was at, uh, in, um, you, know, well, you know he's got us out of the a crap immediate time, and I'm sure you know eight, nine, ten thousand runs are, are definitely on the cards in, in the years to come. Let's uh, let's hope so because we're desperately uh, we're desperately needing and we're finding that out on a daily basis and uh, your absence as well. I've got to say. So uh, let's uh, let's look at the, the time you spent in the middle with Kane Williamson because it's only something that you two can really talk about. What what was it like to bat with Kane Williamson? Yeah, I think um, you know he's he's in his own little bubble a lot of the time. Um, but you know, as I got to know him, that's just the way he started his innings. Um, but I think quite often the thing, I, I really enjoyed batting with them. Our running between the wickets were probably something that the New Zealand cricket fans weren't uh, too fond of. But I think his presence, um, you know, when he when he's waiting to bat, when he's, when you're waiting to bat and he's out there, there's a calm presence um, out there. But, um, yeah, oh, I spent a lot of time with him. He took a lot of pressure off me at different times. Um, and I think a lot of teams spend a lot of time on, on how they would get Kane out. Um, you know, I think we've seen it in there that um, teams come up with different theories, which don't often work. But um, no, nah, it, was, it was always a good person to bat with, and, and we we had some some pretty good partnerships over the years. Too. It's an interesting thing, and uh, it's not something I want to dwell on. But uh, do you think? And I've saw this uh, often um, with Martin Crow, with Andrew Jones, with Andrew Jones, with John Wright, etc. You do get so involved in the art of batting and your existence at the crease. Sometimes the communication does go wrong and I, I, is that a factor in it you think? I think so and I think it's probably different times I think um, test cricket there's no real pressures so running between the wickets are not an issue it's, it's all the time during one day in 2020 games I think um, where sometimes you just have to push push the boundaries and, and try and um, steal runs every now and then but um, no as I said I think Kane was very 
very methodical in the way he went about it and at the start of the innings, um, if we were both out there at the same time, um, you know, he was a lot quieter. But as he got into the innings, as he relaxed and felt comfortable, um, just I think a lot of the time batting's about, you know, having empathy and caring for the batter at the other end. And I think he, he showed that in spades. And um, as he got into it as a captain from a young from a younger player to when he was, you know, obviously a big, been a senior player in our team for a long time, um, you know, that that duty of care for your teammate at the other end. And uh, more often than not, when you know uh, that the person at the other end cares for you, that, um, you know, you're going to bat well together. Ross, it looks uh, for all intents and purposes, looking in from the outside, that uh, the moment you hit the winning runs to win the World Test Championship uh, and you were with Kane together, um, uh, it looked as if that was probably, um, for us anyway, the most special moment between the two of you and the test in their test careers. Would that be the case, or were there other times when you thought your contributions together were equally big? Uh, no, I think there were some other ones, but I guess you know, to win a World Cup, to be out there and to be our first um, was extra special. I think you know he's, he's very mild-mannered in the way he goes about things. He doesn't um, get too flustered um, and, and doesn't show a lot of emotion. I mean, from his first Test 100 on Test debut to uh, number 26 yesterday, um, just raises the bat, same emotion, um, doesn't get too get too carried away. I think winning that World Cup, that's the most emotion <laughs> I've seen um, from Kane being out there. But I guess, as I said before, it's a, winning a World Cup, being out there, um, and for him to, to lift the mace, um, you know, moments later, there's something I'll never forget. Well, you had different styles, and that's probably why you complemented each other. Um, he's he's terrific at um, at leaving, at building, existing. You like to get off to positive starts to see numbers against your name on the board and continue along in, in those sorts of veins. How, how did if you, if you observed him preparing for a, a test match, um, how? How would you look at him compared to, say, you know, yourself or maybe another free-scoring type batsman in terms of preparation? Yeah, he's very. He'd had a lot of balls. Um, be very consistent in his preparation. Where my, you know, my preparation was, you know, I'd had a few balls, and when I found good, that was that was enough. Where he, um, you know, had, had balls every day of the Test match. If I didn't, if you know, I felt like the team, if I'd batted the day before, and and the other team would. Um, you know, we're we're batting, and I didn't feel like we we're going to bat that day. I would I wouldn't hit balls um, where he just hit balls continually. Um, you know, his work ethic. I don't. I haven't hit it. I've never seen anyone um, for New Zealand or around the world that's hit as many balls as he way he goes about it. But no, I think it's a good way of putting it. He trusted his defence. Um, you know, his technique. Uh, you know, someone that a lot of kids and a lot of players I see at first class level are, are emulating. Uh, where you know, I was a I was a nervous starter, like to feel bad on ball. And almost, as you, as you said, get some runs behind my name that I would settle into my innings a lot more. But um, no, he, you know, I think he, early on, I, I must admit, I think he, he searched for perfection a little bit. Um, and once you knew that perfection doesn't exist and it's okay to play and miss and, um, and miss out, uh, you know, his consistency over the last, you know, 10, 12 years has been nothing short of remarkable. Right, let's look at um, Kane Williamson and the captaincy uh, issue. Uh, were you surprised he gave up test captaincy or, in fact, did he give up test captaincy? Well, um, I, I kind of thought, looking looking on, that perhaps um, he might have held on to that one, but uh, that was the one that went. Were you surprised at that? Yeah, I was. Um, I thought, uh, you know, he would give up 
you know, maybe the 2020 captaincy. Um, but, you know, he, you know, plays an IPL captains over there, whether he felt like that was, um, you know, wanted to continue that. But, you know, captaining a test team and captaining all three formats um, is a tough job. And, and he must have felt that that was the one that, um, that he felt that he could give up and, and give him more energy into his batting. But, uh, yeah, it did, it did surprise me. But um, I think the biggest thing with coming up the captaincy, and I'm sure he's felt, is you're relinquishing the power. And I think it's taken him, you know, a few innings to get into it. But, um, you know, I'm sure after this innings and the confidence he'll get from this, uh, he will take that into this next series against Sri Lanka. Post-captaincy, uh, averaging 69 at the moment, which uh, tends to suggest something, although 57 as a captain is pretty respectable. Yeah, I think, oh, I mean, you take 200, 200, and then obviously the 100 in this game. Um, it goes a long way. I think it's more just the way he's been going about. He, a couple of times he's, he's missed out. Um, you know, he doesn't miss out very often, but he has gone, you know, four or five innings without scoring. Um, it's never a problem. It's just a matter of when he's going to score it. Um, but, you know, the mental side of the game is a is a big part. And, you know, I'm sure as he gets over it um, or when he starts captaining the, the, the other white ball formats, that um, you know, he'll find that balance. Ross, um, it's no secret. Um, uh, we've struggled to find a number four uh, since you've gone. At the moment, we're using a mixture of Will Young and Henry Nichols and uh, maybe one or two others, but we haven't found it. What is uh, about number four? What 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 is the what do you feel about uh, how did you approach four as opposed to say three or five? I think you just you just got to adapt to the situation that's put in front of you. Um, I'm not sure you know all these players that we've tried there are fantastic players and have just missed out for for various reasons. I mean, even you know Henry Nichols, he comes in at four. Um, he's missed out a few times and then he goes back to his favourite position of five and, and starts looking a bit more comfortable. Um, I, I mean, the way I went about it, um, you know, it doesn't mean that it was successful for everything, but um, no one at the moment is, is nailing it down. Uh, I hope I hope they just give whoever, you know, Will Young um, missed out twice in, in this test match, but hopefully they just stick with him, um, give them a a long run and, and see what they're made of. I think the way Daryl Mitchell has gone in his test career, I think he's he's proved a lot of people wrong. And, um, you know, if Will Young, um, you know, can't cement that spot, then I think you might have to give Daryl Mitchell a go. Right. Uh, OK, good thoughts. Um, uh, what about this test match? Uh, I understand you're at the Basin for uh, a couple of... First of all, great to see great crowds. I mean, sellout crowds is amazing. It just shows you uh, that people will come if you put it on. Uh, but uh, we had a bad t- 10 to 15 minutes last night, which um, I won't say gifted, uh, gifted England um, the test match, but it certainly gifted them back the advantage. What happened there? Yeah, I mean, oh, first of all, on the crowds, any time you had the Barmy Army, uh, that's some of the most enjoyable test matches i played. Um, never a dull moment. Um, and, and just how witty, and, and by the end of it, you know all their songs. Um but yeah, I think uh, obviously um, great captaincy from Stokes to to bring on Brook and uh, a bit of a strangle and but but unlucky for Kane to be strangled down the leg side. But um, for me, um, you know, I felt sorry for a blunder. I thought he batted fantastically well and, and deserved a hundred. Uh, soft dismissal and Saudi and and Bracewell. Just those little moments, I think, um, momentum shifted. I think I'm sure they probably wouldn't have 
said it, but they were starting to get a bit worried there. I think, I think, um, you know, scoring anything over 300 and then, then time being an issue, but you know, losing five to 28 in that situation, um, as I said, not great for for us. You know, setting them something, you know, in excess of 300 would have been tough. Um, but I'm sure this England side would have still backed themselves. But uh, we need some early wickets um, this morning. If not, I think uh, this, this England and strong England batting lineup will, will probably probably get it just after just after you know just before or after the tea. Yeah, uh, it looks if that unless we can strike with this new ball, I'll get onto that very shortly. Um, but there was um, there was a couple of bad errors from my point of view. Some terrible running between the wickets that you don't expect to, at Test match level to that nature. Uh, but the shot from Tim Southey and it, it just made me a little reminiscent. And, it, and it's equally bad when you're the captain uh, and you've got a guy who's been fighting for you um, down the order um, and doing a damn good job actually, just by the by, Tom Blundell. Um, approaching yet another Test hundred, you're trying to uh, get into a situation of strength in the Test match. I know you can smash 70-odd in the first innings and hit a number of sixes and that's uh, all gung-ho, etc. But the situation was different this time around for me. No, definitely. Um, and as you said, day four, um, Leach had been starting to turn it, bowling around the wicket. Um, you know, it's always a, you know, it's always in the bowler's favour, but I think, I think it, if we just hung in there for a little bit longer, trusted his defence, um, Bracewell, yeah, I'm... I'm not sure what happened. It didn't look good, um, and you saw. I saw it afterwards. You saw Sally and Bracewell go up to Blundell just before they went out there. They knew that they'd made, um, you know, a big mistake in the momentum shift and that. Um, you know, hope, who was, would we have seen them out last night or um, be still batting this morning? But I'm sure, I'm sure they'll be ruining that. Um, yeah, just the favour was so much in the bowler. Bowler's favour, and I think um, you know I'm sure both of them would be disappointed. Matt Henry couldn't really do much with with that, and then with only one down, uh, one wicket in hand, I guess Blundell thought that the only way he can get some runs is to go after the bowling, and, and obviously perish. Yeah, it reminded me very much of um, a certain Marcus Craig in uh, in Perth, but we won't uh, dwell on that. So let's um, look at. <laughs> This, can we just look at another aspect? And a couple of people have texted me in about this, and, and it's one that I can't let go at the moment. I mean, if, to me, I, I'm sorry, but we live in a professional age now, and everyone's a professional, and they have their price as such. I cannot understand if Trent Bolt is available to play in one of these two test matches, uh, why we didn't have him. Uh, I, look, he's got a price tag on his head. Uh, you pay the price. Uh, I think you pay the price. There's no precedent involved here apart from putting your best team on the park, surely. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I think um, I wouldn't. Has anyone asked Bolte if he would have played? Um, There's been know, no think, denial. Well, no one's asked. I mean, he's, he's pretty. Uh, he stays away from the media a lot. Um, I. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have played. I think. Um, I think he would have been underdone um, playing. Um, you know, three or four months of 2020 cricket. The most that he'd ever bowled was four overs. Uh, I'm sure he would have backed himself to have done it. Um, would they have only picked him for that one test? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure. He definitely wouldn't have played all four test matches. I wouldn't have thought. Um, leading into IPL, and you know, he's on 1.6 million. I don't think he's going to put himself. Um, and any danger of trying to, um, you know, get injured and and, and lose that money. Um, 
but yeah, I guess I guess until someone asked Trent Bolt whether he would have played, um, whether he would have played one test, two tests. I think if you if you picked him for one test, then I think he had to have been available for all four. But for me, yeah, I think they should have picked him. Um, but then now, if they're not picking him in this situation, are they going to pick him for the World Cup? Because um, if I've already set the precedent with this test match, then I can't see why um, they're going to make an exception and pick him for the World Cup as well. How do we get 10 wickets today? Oh, it's nine wickets now. How do we get nine wickets? Oh, I think we're just going to go it all out this morning. I think there's no use. Um, I don't think the wicket's breaking up enough. I think the new ball's going to be key. Uh, Matt Henry and, and Tim Talley uh, are going to have to get some early inroads and get Root and Brook once this ball is still new. Um, you know, If not, I think the way they score and the way they go about it... Um, uh, you know, they have spent 200 overs in the field, and sometimes that time on your feet, and that mental energy that it takes. But um, yeah, I think just the way the confidence that the England team is showing at the moment. If we don't get, if we don't get them, you know, straightforward down uh, in this first session, I think, uh, I think, unfortunately, um, you know, it'll be our first series loss uh, for a number of years. Well, uh, just finally, Roscoe, and I, uh, I'll let you go. Uh, I just, how about, um, how would you like to have enjoyed playing? the style of cricketing and played in a New Zealand cap. Um, that would have suited you to my way of thinking. Yeah, I think it would have been. Um, I think you know, early on in the innings, uh, in my career, you know, um, you know, I'd like to attack and, um, and and got a bit of grief for it. Um, and this team, um, it's embraced and um, the media and the public love it. Uh, obviously, times have changed and it's easier when you're winning. Um and that's the thing about this sport, this style of basketball or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, if they were losing, then um, they'll be getting crucified. But um, if they're winning, uh, it's it's great to watch people coming out to to watch it both on TV and at the uh, at the ground. Um, but no, it will be interesting. You know how it goes um, in India and and against Australia and in Australia. Um, but no, as it, it, it stands at present, uh, I'll definitely love to. To, to play that way, um, and I wouldn't, have, um, I wouldn't have had to change much. Um, but no, <laughs> it's good to watch. Yeah, you wouldn't have to change much. Uh, hey, great, uh, great catching up, having this chat, especially um, uh, relating to uh, the time you spent with Kane and the way you you went about it with him, and, and the fact that you, you know you analysed uh, the way he did on our behalf. Thank you very much, mate. Have a have a terrific day. Let's uh, hope for the Black Caps uh, pulling something out of the fire. Cheers, man. Uh, thank you.